What's good? What's good, y'all? This your baby Jay Jack in the building. You know what it do. You know what it is. Throw up magazine. Man, we appreciate y'all for coming and kicking it with us. You know, whether you kick it now, kick it later, check us out on the podcast, however you listen, however you watch. We appreciate the support. Appreciate however you're rocking with us from Florida, Texas, Arkansas, Michigan, wherever you're kicking it from. Appreciate y'all. We got a special guest in the building. We're going to go ahead and introduce him. Matter of fact, we're going to let him introduce himself. What's up, my baby? How you doing over there? Man, I'm great, man. I can't complain, man. Just living the life, man. Just enjoying what I do and taking matters into my own hands, man. But I go by William Brown, but I'm also called Dollar Will. Got my own podcast, 35, from Saginaw, Michigan. And just trying to make the world a better place. So, no doubt. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. You said dollar wheel. Yes, sir. Dollar wheel. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Dollar wheel. And tell them what you do. You know what I'm saying? I know what you do. You know what I mean? But yeah. just let them know a little bit about, uh, let's say you do a couple of things. But we're going to talk about uh, the 1804 show, Exodus. But let them know, you know, besides, you know what I'm saying, those two, you know, just put it in a nutshell. What it, what it, what you describe you or what you do as. Oh, I'm just an activist, man. So if anything, I realized that a lot of people can't go outside and protest or just give their um, opinions and exp- expressions. So I decided to jump into the media market to get my point across and to reach different people from different areas and different cities, states, and stuff like that. This is a movement. This is not just, uh, I, I will say, this is not like um, a, a, a thing where um, it's just for me. I wanted to implement everybody. So that's why I say it's a movement. But I do um, my podcast for like five days a week. And I'm also a historian as well. And I do music too. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, music, and and that's what you know. Thought Magazine. You know, we we cover a lot of music. You know, what I mean, as mm-hmm. far as that. Uh, what made you jump into the music? Because I ain't see that at first. When you know, we've been we've been kicking it for a couple about a, oh a year now, two years. Yeah. You know I mean, I think when we yeah. first ran up. So, you uh, what what got you into the music? Or you always been into it? Well, I always wanted to. Uh be a rapper, but I didn't have the skill set for it like that. So I just knew just from being a businessman is that you got to have more avenues into your your brand. So I wanted to just put music in the mix because music brings people together. So I decided to just begin doing compilations and just giving people who haven't gotten much exposure or just big names around the city and all over the place and just all of us come together because I look at my projects as the super friends, you know, just mm-hmm. how they all came together under the Justice yeah. League, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I was yeah. just on and just wanted to just correlate different styles, different genres. Um, just allowing people to express themselves 
and just have fun because I have a personal relationship with every artist that ever gave me a track and because I really know what to do as far as like which direction that I want to go because it's just fun to start something and then make yourself have a deadline and it's nothing like that and then when you meet that deadline it's just like dang like you can go to bed feeling accomplished you know what I'm saying <laughs> oh yeah 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 I definitely feel you on that and I mean I used to love the music game um being able to just be creative you know what I mean uh mm -hmm. and put your put your inner thoughts out there you know a lot of artists you know I used to rap way back way back uh, mm -hmm. but any artist you can almost you, you kind of visualize how they probably thought about something to rhyme or a lyric or verse or however it goes so you know a lot of creatives like to, to hear new music so that's good uh what, what what artists have you worked with like on there on your i think oh, you got what three volumes yeah 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 um yeah man shout out to my guys rockstar perp biz two times um and um I had just met uh, with No Sleep Ursh, you know, he from the um, block and everything like that. He was the first guy to send me a unreleased track and he didn't have to do that. So I commend him for that. I've always had love for him. Um, shout out to Mike Spliff from Slip and Slide Records. Just a little bit of everybody. You're going to make me forget about everybody. I can't even name everybody. I'm going to say you're going to be able to get them all in there. Right there. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Speaking but of at the end of the day, man, like everybody, uh huh. Oh no, no, no! I was just saying, speaking of Blizz, what? I had to put you. No, I said, speaking of Blizz, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I said, speaking of Blizz, because I had to change the. You see the name up there? I had Blizz's name up there still. When I started, I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. I looked, I said, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to hurry up and change it up there. So, yeah, Blizz was just on here last week. Yeah, I saw that, man. Cool salute guy, man. Yes, yeah, salute to him, man. But just everybody, man, just from the singers and from the rappers and stuff, you know, I, I try to just um, blend everybody's style, blend everybody's artistry because I just love to – I just love music because I look at music very differently from everybody else because I feel that everybody has different tastes of different fields. So I wanted to have like each song mean something like with all my projects and everything because when I did the, um, the volume two, which was like a 90s, early 2000 thing, I wanted to just create a time machine when we was all like, cause I was in high school, you know, during the early 2000s and stuff like that. So it just was really yeah. a fun time for me and just all those songs and stuff. And everybody just was like, man, that's a great idea, man. Everybody ain't doing that like that. But I'm just a big fan of samples anyway. So it was, it's, it's like uh -huh. my favorite mixtape so far, but the chapter yeah. um well the chapter three the volume three um i just wanted to just have a theme like i'm established i made it you know what i'm saying because I, I really felt like just with this one i had to go all out because i wanted to finish the exodus saga on a personal note 
because when I first started it, um, I just always been like a big fan of that um, chapter of the Bible, just with Moses and just how he um, found out who he was and and just um, had to pretty much be what well, his purpose and stuff. Because even though he was like the Prince of Egypt and stuff like that, he he mm-hmm. still had to go back and do what he had to do. You know, he had to go fill his purpose and stuff. And he yeah. felt like he wasn't to part or he was the wrong messenger to do it or the, the wrong deliverer. So I just wanted to um, name it after that because I, I've really been feeling like just I was chosen to be a leader because I've always been a leader. I always didn't fit in. I wasn't popular and I don't want people to think that <laughs> that I would just always had it like this because I did it. Because people looking at me now, they like, man, like you the man and you this and that. Like, I wasn't always like that. I don't want people yeah. to have that mis, mis, um, conception because I was shy, man. I couldn't talk to people, man. I was just always a mute. Mm-hmm. And now people see me talking and interacting with people. They like, dang, like, you talk? I'm like, yeah, I talk now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fierce and confident now, you know, so... I just had to, yeah. I just had to take um, just matters into my own hands. Cause if this was going to work, I had to push it like it was going to work and just really show people that, you know, you can always reinvent yourself. You don't always have to be the same, you know, it's elevation and evolving. It's key to success. Yeah. So that's oh, what yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, and and that's good. I'm, you know, and I, that's one reason I love like music. The whole game is mm-hmm. some of the reasons you said is in this this expression. It's, it's able to express yourself, and a lot of times it brings a lot of people out. They 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 natural. Uh, a lot of times you feel like maybe if they we didn't use music, we wouldn't be out there with people as much. I don't know. You know, what I mean, you never know. But with music, it makes you interact. It, it brings you to the people closer which is good. You know what I mean? It's a great feeling to be able to just express yourself, whether you're doing podcasts, whether you're doing music, whether you're writing books, whether you're doing movies, you know what I mean? Just just to be able to see other people, how they gravitate to you or they they enjoy what you do. And it makes you open up even more uh, when you, you be receptive. Of course, you got people that hate or you got people that don't support as much, but it's a fact that the ones that do or the ones that do support, you know what I mean? When you focus on the ones that do, it make you feel a lot better and make you just be you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's dope. You know what I mean? And and, and in fact, like I, I like your content because you, you don't stay in one lane. Uh, uh, like I say, I, I do hip hop mostly, but R&B, I do, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person of, like culture is what we got. Like we got a show called When Life Talk, uh, sports, you know what I mean? So I I enjoy other people that got other content than just gossip or who shot who or you know what I mean. And no no knock against anybody that's that stay in that lane, but it's so much more to us. You know what I mean? So I, I appreciate what you do as far as that. You know what I mean? Tell them tell them about you know what I'm saying how you do you break it up into segments or is that all part of your podcast or when you break down like Black History or the things that happen in 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 the tra- the travesties that happen to our people 
You know what I mean? Is that like a separation or is it all together with 1804, when 1804 show, like, when you interview artists, is all one collective? Um, I would say that, like, when I interview artists and when I talk about, like, my life, that's the 1804 show. And when I do my history segments, that's a separate entity because I want to have people to just be able to enjoy, like, many others because um, you can't really put – I would say that you can't put certain subjects into one thing because it would throw people off. So I don't really count my history segments into my show because that's separate to me. Because um, my regular episodes, I would say I did 371. I'm about to be on 372, but my History stuff, I would say it's 88 episodes so far. So that's how I wanted to like okay. um, break it down because I want people to just be able to, to catch up and don't be confused. But I'm still the same person. I ain't got no evil twin doing these shows, everybody. But that's just how I do things. Say <laughs> <laughs> evil twin. He's... <laughs> yeah, because no, a lot no. of people was like, oh, I thought you was doing um your... 1804 show what's this 1804 history and i was just like no it's the hey don't get it wrong don't get it twisted it's like the it's like the g league with the nba so i just wanted yeah. to just do it like that so people won't get confused okay okay no doubt yeah. no doubt hey and we want y'all appreciate anybody that's kicking it we got one with us right now we had a couple in and out we got some people probably just hitting the speaker and listening however you're doing it we appreciate you you're kicking it with thaw magazine you kicking it with Dollar Will, 1804 Show, Exodus, Volume 3. Y'all go check that out. You know what I mean? Go to this page. It's in the links. Uh, you can check it out uh, podcast later. We'll get on the podcast. So any, go on Amazon or any any major podcast format, type in Thought Magazine. You can see any past uh, podcast, and you can catch this one later, too. And like I said, we kicking it with Dollar Will today. <laughs> and uh, we just finding, finding out some things about him. You know what I mean? Just kicking it. Oh, so you got something on your chest too. I, 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 we talked about, and I'm thinking, I'm yeah, trying to see how yeah, can man. I ask the question. You know what I mean? I'm trying to see how I can ask the question. But my thing, I, I want to start with. This might lead to it, but support. How do you feel like with the support and versus the hatred? Uh, or just people, Ooh. you know, just just not accepting because it seemed like you know we both from Saginaw. I've been in Saginaw mm-hmm. for years. Uh, I can tell you from like my experience, I love Saginaw, but I know how it can be. Yeah, and I've been yeah. doing a magazine for almost twenty years, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've been able to like you check out my website. Anything it's on level or any other website. Are the artists from Texas, Florida, Louisiana? They all did. They love it. You know what I mean? But it's like we might not get that same love from where you're from. Mm-hmm. How? How? What do you think is like no. the, the issue there? Um, like what's the core? What's the root? Well, the root is is politics, and I think um, it's just more like a popularity contest. It's more like um, if like the gatekeepers, because this 
gatekeepers everywhere, even in Saginaw. You know what I'm saying? They follow who they want to follow. But I feel like when it came down to it, people really didn't take me seriously. And it was just, to a lot of people, it was a phase. Because they was just, like, clowning me. The first episode that I aired, the, the 1804 show, man, they clowned me. You know, they talked about me really bad and, and stuff like that because they didn't during the see the vision during the show. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I um, I still keep this the screenshots because I screenshotted it. You know, it was, it was crazy. But for once her. I kept on coming back, and I had my first guest out of Chicago. Uh, his YouTube channel is History with No Chaser, and I interviewed him. And then after that, that's when. I became solidified, but hmm. to be honest with you, bro, right. I didn't, I didn't do this for clout. You know, I did this because I went through something. Yeah, you know, I was depressed. I I lost my brother. I lost my dad. I lost my last remaining grandparents, and I was messed up. I was suicidal myself, and luckily, hmm. it took for my nephew to be born because my sister always had girls and stuff like that so i was used to that you know what I'm saying? i was used to them and stuff yeah. like that but i was battling like going through just being a young man and just trying to overcome so much and still have to work and still have to provide for my family because i'm the only man in my family so everybody mm-hmm. didn't understand and everybody didn't know what was going on like because i didn't really want to tell anybody and stuff like that so once my godson was born on december 29th um 2019 um it was something different i had to do something different with my life and and my homeboy who's also my god brother now and shit he just was like, man, you should do your show, man. You've been talking about doing this show. You need to do it. You need to chase after your dreams, man. And I was like, man, nobody going to listen to me. He was like, man, you'd be so surprised, man. You have a story. <laughs> you a good dude. You smart. You know, you do that shit. And I would just keep on making excuses and stuff. That's how I feel like I'm Moses because I was making excuses at the burning bush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to just, you know, do what I got to have to do. And and then he bought my equipment, you know what I'm saying? Bought me my ring light, bought me my headphones, bought me a lot of shit. So like, now you got to do it. And I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Can't say now. no now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Because like that Saturday, um, I just had withdrawn from everybody at work. And I just thought about how I was going to do it, how I was going to construct it, analyze it, and just what I was going to call it. Because I really didn't have a name yet. And I, and I knew I had to be original with it. I had to call it something that was going to get people attention. But I also wanted it for the ancestors. So that morning, um, I watched the 1804. History of Haiti by Tariq Nasheed. And it just spoke to me, just how 
hey, do you want it's independence and groups of black people, man, working together and fighting against the French and the Spaniards and stuff and how they was outnumbered, but they worked as a team. And I was like, damn, like that's it. That's the sign right there. So that's mm-hmm. when it was born. January 2nd, 2021, man. That's when it was born. So, and I've been rocking it ever since. Yeah. That's dope. And and he told y'all basically how the 1804 show came about and how he came up with the name of it. So, you see the creativity, you see mm-hmm. how he created it. Uh, and, and, and a lot of your thoughts, like the Exodus, uh, you can already see if you can piece it all together is that you, you you love history, you're a student of the history, you're a student of just things that go on. Uh, for for yeah. the streets, I would say lit, but you know that that so that's, a, that's basically <laughs> for for anybody that that's basically watching, let them know how much history plays a part in you know not just recent history or you know even last 20 years or so but just history in general plays a part in what you do oh man it plays a huge part because it teach me and tells me that um if you don't know your history how you gonna have a future you know and just being able to um overcome the critics and overcome the non-support and just being able to know that it was somebody before you had to go through the atrocities and the ridicule and, you know, had to get it from the mud because we come from people that, you know, marched in the civil rights movement, walked miles in order to register to vote and got beat up by the local police departments or the, the deputies and water hoses sprayed on them and, tear gas thrown on them and stuff like that. Cause I watched all that shit, man. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like, you know, nothing has changed. And it, it hurts now because it's no longer um, people in the white sheets. It's your own people doing this to you. You know, the people you grew up with, people that you work with, people that know you or, you know, seeing you grew up, it hurts, you know, cause I have a big heart. I always looked out for people. It was a lot of people that came on my show that a lot of people didn't know who they were, but I treated them like they was a star. And they don't mm-hmm. share or promote my channel. They don't tell people about me or they start other platforms and stuff and trying to compete. I don't compete with anybody. If anything, bro, like I stay in my lane. I ain't never switched up my objective my objective been the same since day one but i can't help the fact that i have a different audience that i was smart enough to change my market you know i wanted to this to be all saginaw show but saginaw doesn't support like that so i was smart Mm -hmm. enough to go out of town i was smart enough to go to detroit i was smart enough to go to california like my brand has hit each region of this country and two mm-hmm. countries 
out of the United States because I was thinking big. You know, you think big, you get big. If you think small, you go stay small. True, so indeed. I have I've no, been big on that. So I have, <laughs> yeah. So I have no uh, reason to be, to apologize for anything that I said tonight because I have been very reasonable and I have been very patient. And I'm not going to yeah, I seen, stump my growth for anybody. Yeah, I seen that one time you put on there about uh, you wasn't doing no second artist before. It was a while ago. I think they had really got you. Uh, yeah, uh, got you heated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I try not to, and I and I and I try not to fall for that trap, bro. It's a trap, bro, because they won't. Because like the thing is, is that they were provoking, and then expect you not to say anything, and expect you not to defend yourself. But I have been very um, patient. You know, I realize it's not everybody's mentality. It's just certain people walk around with the Hollywood mentality and they haven't made it. You know what I'm saying? They think they made it because they're getting certain plays and stuff like that. But we are so non-existent. Like, if you haven't gotten anybody that has sold records on your platforms or features and this and that you ain't doing shit you ain't doing nothing and uh -oh. me being uh -oh. the guy that you know i started this for my living room you know what i'm saying i started this yeah. in my living room bro in my small apartment but i have um reached out to people you know i talked to people you know i had um recitation as far as like my channel you know what i'm saying so they can look at it and they was like, oh, it's not like, you know, you ain't bullshitting and stuff like that. And then mm -hmm. um, just, you know, treating them with grace and this and that, you know, came to them humble because I'm a humble cat, bro. Like, if, but if anything, I'm a man first. And you know how it is when you're a man sure. and people try to like, uh, it's not your intelligence. Like, you don't know what you, what's going on, but you know what's going on. You know, you just, just <laughs> trying to be professional and people ain't professional like that i think they they yeah. think you owe them something and i'm like no like i have busted my ass i hustle if you want to make it in whatever field or whatever um profession hustle for it fight for that shit like i did because i was counted out from day one i was counted out i was ridiculed this and that i went from that to having over 300 episodes and just grinding, bro, working 30, 40 hours a week and still coming home and do my show, man, late at night, bro. I was just, like, tired. I was, like, drinking a lot so I could stay oh, away, bro, but I, <laughs> I, I did that I shit. <laughs> but sure, but sure. I worked but I worked my behind off, bro, like, and I still work my behind off because I'm still hungry. No matter if I'm, I made it, no matter if I signed that contract, bro, Whatever um network, bro, I'm still gonna work like this because I don't wanna go back to where I came from. What you came back, what you talk about, uh let them understand that a little bit of what you mean by where you come from. Uh more like a mentality, right? Or, or how do you describe yeah. like where you come from? You don't wanna go back to. Okay, um, well, throughout my entire life, I always felt like I wasn't accepted. I'm like the black sheep of my family, from both sides of my family. Like, because my daddy family uh, didn't accept me because they didn't like my mom, and my mama family didn't accept me because they didn't like my daddy. So, 
Mm. I look just like my daddy, but I look like my mom too. I look, I have a mixture, but it was just like, you know, you know how the children um, suffer from the parents' sins sometimes and all that. So I suffered from my parents' sins. So, so I was never accepted and I had to mm-hmm. go through just being um, diagnosed with autism at three. So I was at the molest center. I was bullied. I was just um, told that you won't be nothing or, or that you too stupid or you too, too dumb or you would never mm-hmm. be like other kids, bro. But I always knew Damn. that that wasn't me. That was something that they was telling me, you know, and I heard this from family and everybody, you know what I'm saying? So now they see me doing all these amazing things. Now they want to um, be a part of something or now they want to, you know, accept me or include me things and, and stuff like that. You know, I, and I never really spoke about it publicly, but when people graduated and people have birthday parties and this and that, they don't invite me. They don't call me, you Damn. know. So Dude. now I was, so now I was like, "Oh snap! Like you gonna be the next millionaire in the family?" I'm like, "Shit, I'm gonna be a millionaire for myself. Fuck this family, both sides of the family. <laughs> like I don't mean everybody in the family, but the ones who don't fuck with me, the ones who don't call me, the ones who don't see how I'm doing. Because a lot of people left me for dead, bro, when my brother passed away, mm. and that shit fucked yeah. up because." My brother was a human being. Like, even though he uh, had his ways and his flaws, that was still my brother, bro. And I've been to his grave more than the cousins that he grew up with, bro. And that shit hurt, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I ain't gonna yeah, let I can tell, I can feel it as a be like that. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was like a reality check because before, you said what? No, I was gonna say, uh, you think that's just like like your family or part of family or just something that history created? You think history had a part of, of that? You know what I mean? With creating that divide like that, that something happened maybe down on, b- before you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've said, I believe um, we, we're um, reacting generational curses. You know, it's just some generational curses in, in all of our families. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's family uh has a generational curse but everybody don't break it you know but certain people are fortunate mm-hmm. enough to look inside themselves and say i don't want to end up like that or if you come from a just abusive family or because everybody think mm-hmm. abuse it's just physical but it's mental it's that narcissistic mental. it's mental psychological so we went through a lot of psychological psychological things from back in slavery so mm-hmm. what um what happened after that? Because there was no counseling, there was no um therapy. You know, yep. slaves slaves um live out their lives and they pass that shit down to their um descendants. You know, so mm-hmm. I like I said, I love my my family, but it's just a lot of fake shit be going on, and I stay away. And that's why I don't come around because. People just want to be around you just in case you make it. You know what I'm saying? That's why they keep tabs on you a little bit. They don't really see how you're doing. They, don't, they just see what you um able to do, what you're able to operate, you know, because I shocked a lot of people in the family when I um 
dropped on my YouTube channel and stuff when they was like, are you still doing the same old stuff? And I'm like, hell no, I'm a boss. I'm a CEO. You know, you better Google me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, y'all had me messed up. Whatever thoughts y'all had, like, I came up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, a lot of them yeah. just be like, dang, like, you did all this? And I'm like, yes, me. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the best thing ever, and the best thing ever, bro, is that um, the feeling of victory when you didn't give up on yourself and when everybody just abandoned you, it's like being thrown in a unmarked grave and people yeah. buried you, but you ended up climbing out of that motherfucker. It's the best feeling in the yeah, fucking yeah. world, man. Man, that, that fighting that struggle, man. I already feel you. And you know, I got to shout out my peoples, man. Mark Diggs, I see you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody out there chilling. We kicking it with Dollar Will in the building. We getting a little deep on the family conversation <laughs> and slavery and everything. And that's why I like kicking it with my dog because we can, we can go on them levels, man. And I respect his thought process on that. And, uh, we just, So we just kicking it with Dollar Will. Y'all go check out the 1804 show. Go check out his music, Exodus, uh, Volume 3. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And got to say 1804 show part two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yep. So all the link, you can go to the link. The links is in the in the uh, description of his Facebook page, his IG page to keep track of him. Go and check him out. And, you know, we're just kicking it with him right now. Like I said, we've been talking about, we've been talking about all the things he do. We've been talking about family. Uh, we get, we're getting a little deep. I, I had to break it off with him a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm trying to, hey, hey, bro, I, hey, bro, I'm just trying to make sure that this is one of your top fives ever, man, because it's a lot. It's a, I know it's a lot to process, but hey, man, I'm just being real, bro. This is this is my story, you know. So I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, that, you know, that's what I'm talking about, man. We get, I'm I'm glad you can, you know, saying speak on it and let people know. You know, what I mean, uh, you know, just the facts of how things can happen with people in general. Even family or just friends or just people mm -hmm. of when you're doing something, you know what I mean, and how they might look at you differently. Like, did you feel that oh, way? Absolutely. Did you know uh, what? I mean, you don't you don't interviewed a couple of cats when you interviewed Pac's brother, uh, Tupac's mm -hmm. brother. Did you feel like people started looking at you a little different when they seen you interviewing Pac's brother? Oh, or any yeah, other yeah, artist? Like, I mean, any other uh, your interviews? Oh, it was it was it was crazy because. Um, that was like on some spontaneous stuff. Like I didn't even have that plan. Um, he had just came out, I would say broken silence last year. So when I um, saw him and I was, I had no idea that we was going to get close and stuff like that, but I was just, just really intrigued. And, and I told myself like, man, he got to come on the show and He's a real cool down to earth brother, you know. He he just does his thing, you know. He raps and he just out the pub, you know, the public life or the um private life and this and that. He just does his thing, but it was just one of those episodes where I felt like I've known him for years, man. And and then after I did that, everywhere I went, everybody was just like rushing me. Was like, man, you. Is something remarkable, bro, and it's not like, man, I've been doing remarkable things for a long time. Y'all just don't fuck with me like that until I have somebody big. But, but, 
But you know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it was just and, and, and just to, like just so, just so they know, you know, Pac's brother, you know, uh his his, his dad's brother, Garland. Uh, yeah, Will, uh, son, William so they Garland had, Jr. Pop, yeah. They had the same dad. Yeah, they yeah, had the same yeah. dad. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, 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 and you said, uh, <laughs> when you say they, they kind of said you're doing something remarkable, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, man, where the hell y'all been? I've been doing this remarkable things for ever, you know, for a long time. It's just people pick and choose when to give you your props, I guess. You know, it's all about... Um, for show, you know, the world's a stage and this and that. But I did that because that was the closest I was going to ever get to interview Tupac Shakur. You know, you got to get to go to the next source, his bloodline. And, and people that haven't heard, from, heard of him. So, but just to mm -hmm. interview your favorite rapper's sibling or their brother or sister, man, it don't get no better than that. Yeah. So, I was, oh, yeah, yeah. I was I, a fan. I, 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 I feel you on that because we interviewed SKG, and she yeah. got she got a plat she got a platinum plat uh, platinum four time platinum plaque with Tupac on his son on the son she did with him. But I think he had died before it was released. But mm -hmm. just that I just I feel you on that in a lot of ways. Like what other? Because I know you did um, a YouTuber too oh. that had a, a pretty uh, a good amount of people on there too. Uh, he was a, a kind of known YouTuber. You know what I mean? I forgot what his name was. Oh, uh, oh, but, um, Scott on tape. Yeah, that's my boy, Scott yeah, on tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure y'all check Scott him out, tape. man. Yeah, like he's um a videographer. He does um like different locations, like film locations. He goes to celebrity graves, and he's a cool cat. Like just dope, man. He. Like that's my that's my brother, man. He he cool as hell. And I did um Urban Mystic. He's coming back on the show. Um mm -hmm. the rapper's South Star from the group Smiles and South Star. Shout out to him. Uh, and uh and I like the the greatest thing I would say, um, well the greatest interview that I had to me was Keith Boshaw, um, the host of Investigation and Discovery. Um Hey, why I get to forget the show? Forget the show. Uh, the I Injustice think, uh, Files. Yeah, the Injustice Files. Yeah, I think I know. Yeah, I think I, I was. He talking about uh, was he talking about a big end, big end pot case or? Uh, no, he was. Talking, was uh, are you talking about John Potash? I had him too. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember that yeah, too. But, yeah, yeah. But the has but he, but um, Keith Boshaw, he was, you know, um, the he he wrote and produced the new Emmett Till movie. Okay. So he's from pretty much in Hollywood. So that was, um, yeah. that was God, man. That wasn't me. I don't want to take credit for that, but <laughs> I always wanted to meet him yeah. and stuff. Uh, I watched the show for like a lot, for like a lot, you know, I would I watch the show and just 10 years later, man, we was face to face talking and I was just like, so like, my anxiety was on a hundred that night. <laughs> you say anxiety? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know how it is. Like, you know, even because we're people, you know what I'm saying. But everybody just think that the nervousness or that that um shyness don't go away. But it, like, I'm cool with just any and everybody. But certain people, 
just gets me back to being that fan. Like, oh my gosh, like, can I sign your, you know, can you, can you sign my autograph? And this and that. But, but it was him. It was him. Cause I, he, I, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes it do. Sometimes it do work out like that. I do agree with you on that. Cause I've been in the game for twenty years, and there ain't too many people that get me like that sometimes. But mm-hmm. it, it's some that I done interviewed to be like, damn man. Like I, I, I remember when I talked to Lil Flip. And I let mm-hmm. him know about the uh, what's his name, and he shook my hand. And then when I I was like, you know, he was asking me something, and I went to, I think I rambled. I don't even know. My brother, my brother said, "Bro, what, what are you talking about?" I say, "Bro, I was tripping, bro." He said, "That was my dog." <laughs> my dog asked me about sagging on Michigan and where I was born. I said, I, "I, I just was like, I don't know, bro." I was like just start talking about. I was going in depth to Saginaw, but I was starting to think like, I don't want to hear all this. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I, I understand right. when your anxiety, it don't, it, it's rare for me. Uh, but at certain times, it'd be like, damn, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to catch myself like, bro, chill out. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am sometimes, man. But it's all good. It's, all, it's, it's, it's natural, man. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's um, natural. I, um, but, but, on, but, on, but on top of that, on top of that question, you know, with, with sagging on in general, with the things that you done did, what I done did, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as, as far as, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, because you want your city to accept you even more. Oh, I more, couldn't hear you. Push you more. repeat that? Oh, I said, because you want your, um, your city to, let me see. What up, Scott Walker? He said, yo, what's up, fam? I see you, Scott Walker. Salute to you, bro. <laughs> I mean, at, I'm I'm at this point. I'm at this point now, bro. Is that I don't need Saginaw, but it would be cool. But I realized that I'm needed elsewhere. You know, I, I needed other places besides my town. But at the end of the day, I feel like um, I will come back. You know, I will always come back. I will always acknowledge where I came from and this and that. But I'm just at this point in my life where I got other things to do. I got places to go. I want to travel. You know, I want to be able to speak at different schools and and meet people, man, because it's a huge world out here. You know, I, I just don't oh, yeah. ever want yeah, no to doubt. just stay in Saginaw because Saginaw go be Saginaw, you know. And I realized that because I had this fantasy in my head <laughs> that if we bring people together, and stuff like that, then we could take this over. But it's people who like to have a, um, the 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 king or the queen, or they just don't see the bigger picture because they dumb down here. So, yeah. but I'm good, yeah. you know, as far as that. But yeah. but I got fans all over the uh, country in the world, man, and but. As far as um, like support me more. Uh, uh, <laughs> I ain't worried about that. I'm like, so yeah. Scott Walker, Scott Walker say, "Damn right, you don't need sacking all they hate the most." And he say, "All they do is sneak this and pocket watch." Man, <laughs> Scott, Scott Walker ain't playing. Oh, Mark, man, he man, funny, my, my man. dog, he Mark real, but say, that's real though. <laughs> Mark did say crab in the bucket. Yeah, and you know that's 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 is crazy that it's like that. And I, I had learned 
I've been in the game for over 20 years, 2003, 2004. They can check the history on that. But I threw shows. I threw at least three or four shows, hosted shows. I threw a, I threw a car show down on, on what was that, uh, um, Genesee. And, and, and I had all the cars. I had Toyo. I had all the car, cars out there. Uh, a lot of other people came. And then all the, nobody bring their kids. You know, that, that kind of I, – I went to rent, and I did the same thing. It's like 2011 or 12. I ran mm-hmm. it. I was pissed. But you know what I'm saying? So I had to learn that way back 2013, 14. And then, like, I got cats from Texas inboxing me, New York inboxing me, Louisiana inboxing me. But I stayed with a mentality I got to I gotta reach out to my Saginaw people. So, you know what I mean? So it stayed in you, but at the same time, you got to feel like you got to branch out. You got to reach out because – if you can get 5% one city, you got all these cities in the world. That's all you really need. You don't need 100% of Saginaw. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. You don't need 100%. You don't need all the Saginaw rocking with you. And you show love to Saginaw. I got love for Saginaw always. That's that's one of my main uh, uh, branches of people that watch. But mm-hmm. I got Arkansas, Florida, Louisiana, Texas, you know what I'm saying, Missouri, people – that's rocking with me, and I'm not even posting any of their people, and they looking at Saginaw people. Now, that's the thing that you be like, dang, I'm, I'm putting Saginaw, but I'm promoting people and people in Arkansas and Louisiana, places that they might not even go to to, to, to promote themselves, but I'm making sure that they seeing them in the area, so I can mm-hmm. feel you as far as that, you just, but you just got to stay with that mentality that you don't need all the Saginaw. If you get 5% of Saginaw, get 5% of Flint, 5, 5% of Benton Harbor, 5% of Bay City, Lansing five percent, and then you start going to you know Iowa, Indiana, get five percent of or two percent of everywhere, bro. You good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. You know what I mean? And that, and that, and and like I said, man, that's and that's the the blueprint, man. Because um, I just help a lot of people. Um, just I, I encourage people to go after their dreams because. Yeah. It takes it takes courage to be able to put your face out there and and just build yourself up, you know, from the ground up. Because it's just like anything, like even in like the phones that we use in, you know, I I'm got an iPhone. I don't know about you, but um, yeah, iPhone. It, it, yeah, so people don't understand that Apple started in a garage. So don't matter yeah. where you start, it's about the finished product and the results and i was able to provide the finishing results no matter what they say no matter what they try to do to me i already made history you know and i did everything that i set out to do would i want to do more yes of course but what i set out to do from jump was to help people because i helped a lot of Mm -hmm. people and the episodes yeah. that I had, so I had a I had a chick, man, um, um, Deja. She lost her daughter, and I was the first person that she talked to about that publicly. And she just had had thanked me for that because I didn't have no hidden hidden agenda. I had no interior motives. I really wanted to help, and I just, you know, try to. Wow talk to people because I didn't have anyone to talk to when I was going through my things like that. So yeah, I wanted to just have a platform for all of us, you know? 
So yeah, that, yeah. and that, that, I that's that's big, see. man. Um, I, I would. I would hope more people support you as far as <laughs> I see you, Skywalker. You say I'm the goat, and they won't put me on their list. <laughs> I see you, bro. <laughs> no yeah, doubt. yeah, yeah. He is. He is. <laughs> I, I, he all super lyrical though. You know what I mean? I always check him out. Oh, Skywalker been doing this thing for a while. We had Skywalker was on the show. Y'all can check him out. Go to the podcast. Go to Amazon podcast. Any podcast. Go check out Skywalker's pod uh, interview on there. You know what I mean? But the thing I would hope for in Saginaw is that that, that kind of just a hundred separate groups stops. You know what I mean? It, it ain't, it's part of the history. When we talk about history, that's part of the old history and it still go on today. You know what I mean? But yeah. one day they got to realize and they got to look at it. You know what I mean? Thought Magazine, I, yeah, I felt like Saginaw would push me and we would grow over them 20 years together, but it didn't mm-hmm. happen like that. But it wasn't nothing. I, I ain't mad. But I also was feeling like I started in 2003, 2004, nobody was doing that. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. 2011 and 2010 came about and Say Cheese or whenever all them, I don't say no names, but when I seen them kind of using like the blueprint of what I was doing, you Mm -hmm. don't know where you're reaching, but you can see it. But cats got to realize in that that markets, these small markets like Saginaw, is that when you see Say Cheese blew up, why did they blow up? Cause all the artists was fucking with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Mo three, Trap Boy, Freddie, you know what I mean. Uh, Yellow Beezy, uh, all the D, all the Dallas artists was helping push Say Cheese, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Faux Show Magazine, all the Detroit artists was helping push Faux Show, you know what I mean. If 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 you got eighteen oh Faux Show and you got a three hundred artists been on the show, and they ain't all helping to push, that don't help nobody. Right. That don't help nobody. That's what I think you was talking about before as far as you put some people on the show and they didn't even post a promote about you. You know what I mean? Because I don't know how they go. I know how I done seen it, but I got a lot of artists that they post it, but they might, you know what I'm saying, might not, they might not continue to post it. But if they was in double XL, they would post it more. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you got to yeah. look at it. But but it is what it is. But yeah, understand yeah. that push the 1804 show and the more you push thought or you more you push any other the any other any other podcast whatever podcast you're dealing with you know this ain't just about us too you know what i mean but whoever if you if you continue to push them that's how say cheese got strong that's how a mm-hmm. uh, million dollars worth of game got strong you know what i mean yeah. when they say dirt everybody they be going to the artists and they get to pushing and promoting and, and sharing that they get millions of views why because the artist was promoting it mm-hmm yeah, Double XL will post it one time and they done because they know everybody else going to post it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... No. Yeah, because I... Because with me, I feel, you know, I, um, you know, later changed my, my thought because, um, you know, I always give you your props. I always give um, Flick his props and everything. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I but I would say it. like, oh no, no problem, man. But I just like when I first started, it was nothing. It was like <laughs> um, a deserted island. It was a, um, <laughs> it was just a, like an empty um, vacant lot. And then when I started my show, 
everybody started to do it. You know, you have people who used to be rappers, not a podcasters and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying, trying to hate or anything like that. But everybody knows this. Everybody knows that I'm telling the truth here. When I first started my show, there was no platforms to sag and all like that. And it just kind of like, like, damn, like, um, you think you can rap and then come here? Like, it's not easy doing this. Like, you have to work. You have to put in the work. This ain't like, you know, um, recording a song and this and that and just, you know, getting back to it and this and that. This consistency, you know, this is yeah. grind. This is hard work and this and that. But it just... A whole lot of people won't give me my props because um, nobody is telling them to. And I don't need anybody to do no fake shit. I don't need anybody to fake fuck with me. If you fuck with me, fuck with me for what I stand for. Fuck with me because I'm putting our city on in a good light. I ain't putting our city in a bad light. And understand that um, when my cousin Chuck Rogers died, I was cussing everybody out from TMZ, from CBS Sports, mm-hmm. everybody who would rather talk about his past and, you know what I'm saying, give him the proper respect. Like, in me as a family member, that was hurtful. And, and be, before you get too deep on that, uh, maybe because you, you touched on that subject, let them know uh-huh. exactly what you're talking about as far as, let them know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, you're talking about Charles Rogers, one of the legendary greats of Saginaw. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, tell them, yes. tell them that's that's what you're basically speaking on. That was your cousin. Yes. Uh, y'all had to explain. Tell them how that was your cousin. Y'all had the same. Uh, the daddy and mamas was uncles. Uncle and and aunts. Well, both sisters, our fathers, brothers. Well, both our yeah, both our fathers are brothers. My own father okay. is his father's older brother, right? So we grew mm-hmm. up together and stuff like that. Um. I was too young to really understand his greatness and stuff like that. Cause I saw him as Chuck, you know what I'm saying? As Benjamin. Cause the family called him Benjamin. Mm-hmm. He said Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, we didn't call him Chuck or Charles like that. They call him little Charles, but you know, I called him Benjamin and stuff like that. So I was really young, just not understanding, you know, the greatness in the family like that. And, uh-huh. It was cool watching him go to the high and go to Michigan State and then get drafted to the Lions. But I never wanted anything from him. If anything, um, it was just love. You know, I didn't take a banners of him and stuff like that. And he was a good dude. He helped out a lot of people. He bought a lot of people vehicles. He gave people money. He had to change his phone number so many times because people were just looking at him as an ATM. And I just Uh think that him being drafted to the Lions was the worst thing ever because it was more like- Too close. Yeah, too close. And people feel like they was entitled. They was entitled to his money and they didn't look at him as a person anymore. And I don't want to go out like that. And then what just what made me mad was this, like the funeral, because the funeral, it was so packed that we couldn't even sit with the rest of the family. We had to sit outside to fit the um, sanctuary. And I really wanted to 
um, say something and this and that. But to me, I kind of feel like it was more about the graduation class than the actual person. That's uh, my opinion. To everybody yeah, else, I, yeah, I've seen a certain type of way. But it just like, what was the scholarship when he was alive? When he was able to stand on stage and introduce it in his own voice and his own cadence. Where was this at? Like, you wait till he dies for him to have a scholarship? And that's what really had pissed me off because News 5 and every other outlet took turns at um, just kicking him while he was down. Do you feel like the city, I don't know, I don't know. Can you do you feel like the city made a let him down as far as that? As, as, even when yes. he was alive, being like yes. the highest drafted pick ever, probably the most yes. talented our, our, uh, athlete out of Saginaw. You felt that way? I think that the city used him while he was up, and then when they couldn't benefit from him, they um chewed him up and spit him out because he mm. said. Um, his last interview that he did with um, NBC Twenty Five and stuff, because I I didn't see him in years, um, until I saw him then, and that hurt, cause he was just always like an alpha male to me, like yeah. to be a very y'all was dude, closer. Yeah, we was real. Y'all close. was closer when y'all was y'all was closer when y'all was younger. Now that it's kind of. As he kind of grew with his stardom, not as close? No. No, we wasn't close after that. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't know how much pressure he was on until he did the interview with Jamil Hill um, on SportsCenter. Um, But it just really hurt me because he actually – was the first to make it to that particular platform and that particular prestige. And, you know, you know, Ray, you know what I'm saying? you like, you kicking it with Ray Lewis. You in a Madden commercial. The first person in our family to be in a Madden commercial. And uh-huh. just to see him go from father to grace, you know, like that. And then um, they just was celebrating his life and this and that. I'm like, if he would have had his pick, he would have not died at on 38. That's still young, man. My sister outlived Chuck, man. People I know outlived Chuck. So I feel like that the city really let him down as far as that. Because, you know, they always give you your flowers when you're not able to smell them. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't use me like that. Saginaw ain't going to do me like that. And I don't want them to give me my flowers when I get to where I need to go. Like, keep that same energy. You know, don't, or Mm -hmm. um, M Live, don't even do a story on me. (laughs) Y'all didn't. I've been beefing with M Live for a while. Yeah, yeah. Don't do do nothing on me. Because they was going to do an article on me, bro. But I. They wanted me to change the name of my business because they said my, the name of my show was controversial. And I was like, oh, I'm and not selling out. Yeah, the editor told me that. 
boss or whatever he I was. I say shout out to Bob Johnson. That's the only one I messed with up there, Bob Johnson. But yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and yeah, I, yeah, shout out to Bob, man. I messed with Bob too. But it was it just got to the point, bro, like I wasn't going to just change my beliefs for a few press, you know what I'm saying? Because if anything, um, I got this tatted on my body. It's always going to be a part of me. Just like Pac with Thug Life. This is always going to be a part of me because I embody 1804. Because every time I have to face anything as far as like detrimental and stuff like that, like I look at my arm and be like, yeah, I'm, I got the ancestors and stuff like that. Like, let's go. Let's get it, you know? And yeah. and like I said, man, um, my personal life is fucked up, bro. Just to be a young man out here that got to build something because we don't get no inheritance like that. So we have to build <laughs> our own thing. You know, we got to build our own family crest because, you know, you have a family, you got kids and this and that. I know you won't, you will like for one of your kids to run Thought Magazine and something happened to you. So oh, yeah, that was one of my... That was one of my main motivations. That was one of my main motivations. It still is, you know. What I mean, that one day, because I, I, I thought Thought Magazine is like the header, but it's actually my business is called Thought Media and Capital LLC. Thought Magazine is just a fictitious name, okay. the DBA of it. So you know, what I mean, so yeah, I definitely understand okay. that. That's why I try to create a branch. I try to create a branch of other businesses, uh, under Thought Media and Capital, just so one day, you know, what I mean, I could be. I know it's it. I can pass them all the passwords, and hopefully they do what they do with it. So I, I feel yeah. you on that. Yeah. So we, you know, us as black men, bro, we have to create something for, from the ground up because, like I said, there's no inheritance, there's no family crest, there's none of that. You know, the stuff that means something, um, we have to build it from our, you know, for our future um, season. This and that, you know, I don't have no children one day. Hopefully I will, but I didn't want to bring kids into the world with um, the statistics, you know, that falls into play with like child support, EBT, Medicaid, uh, government assistance, this and that. I wanted to just make sure that I was financially set, that I was mentally said i was emotionally said because i didn't have keep on you you got it bro keep on you got it bro thank you shout out to roly too (laughs) yeah hey y'all check out the interview we did man that that dude be having some knowledge man that dude make you think boy (laughs) but if anything bro like um everybody would ask me why you don't have kids yet and this and that and I'm like I don't know I don't know how to be a dad like I don't want to be a baby daddy I want to be a father you know and that's why I um waited you know what I'm saying I'm still waiting you know and mm-hmm. I just want to be able don't to wait. bro do your do your that do your thing bro that's all I tell you some things happen you know what I mean they just happen you know what I mean I had my oh, first child I was 25 so. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, it ain't no book on on parenting. That's the one thing. You know what I mean? But for me, my teaching came from my pops. Mm-hmm. My pops was a street cat. Mm-hmm. Straight street cat. 
You know what I mean? Everybody in the streets, you know, from the Burt to the Kurt. <laughs> My dad name <laughs> nickname in the streets was Bad News. Anybody mm-hmm. can look that up. Bad News. Bad News. He, he come around as Bad News. So when I I grew up, of course at first I wanted to be, I mean, then I was like, man, I want to be good news. And so when I was little, it kind of adjusted. So when I would see him do stuff, I kind of, so, you know, and with my kids, I kind of do the opposite. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you, it, it, it ain't no one way to learn. You got to look at so many things to learn. Like my daddy helped me with that. My dad, I love my dad. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I know how, you know, the streets was the streets. He loved the streets. And, and he mm-hmm. know that. You know what I mean? But I got connections to the streets since I was little. But that don't mean I was a street cat. You know what I mean? I was around the streets, bar as a kid. Chet's Bar, I can name Chet's Bar, all, they already know the cat, stuff like that. Took my first sip of beer before I even can still remember. I can't even remember when, but they talk about it, they know. You know what I'm saying? So you you grew up in that, but that, that might help or influence how you parent. You feel me? So some of the mm-hmm. good things you've been through are some of the bad things. It might help you become a good parent. You know what I mean? So you can't be just trying to, you can't always just force it. You just got to put it in your heart that I'm going to take care of. Or maybe look at somebody that didn't and say, I ain't going to do that. You know, or don't just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of different. But you got to always think about it because of how you know about history and how you speak on it. And how mm-hmm. we breaking generational curses. So you want to start yeah, with that. You want to start, you know what I mean? You want to raise your kid to, 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 to break some of them. I used to say the GM fathers because a lot of us was raised under the GM cat. The GM cats was like a street gang they damn self. And I didn't tell you about like I can go back to I ain't mention the names, but I, I I know the GM cats. You know what I mean? They was yeah. like a, they was like a gang they sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes you might you might meet your brother and don't really know that's your brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I can tell you, you know, I definitely got parts of the Saginaw streets. So thing is, when you when I raised my son, like my son in college now, and I try to teach him, you know, how to be this, that, that, and maybe he can go farther than I did. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that's what you just got to look at. You yeah. got to just think about the things you've done. You got to remember history. And, and when you look at your kid and you see him as you, you feel me, to make sure that he good. That's, that's, that's all you can do. Or your daughter. You know what I'm saying? When you, your daughter, if you see your daughter, you see it as, man, I ain't, hey, you ain't going to mess my daughter over. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. I'm, oh, like yeah. That with my, I'm like that with my nieces. My nieces were like my daughters. My sister, well, you know, shout out to my sister Allie. She wanted me to shout shout her out and everything. But I do this show. Wow. But I do the show for for all of us, man. Because like I look at it like, you know, we didn't have really a um, real male positive role models in our families and stuff like that. Because I come from alcoholism. I come from drug abuse. I come from just a little bit of everything that's bad. But we didn't have anybody like that who was a alpha or who was a standout guy except my grandfather and stuff like that because my grandfather um ran brown fish market on james and um perkins and stuff and okay okay but i used to work with him when i was a kid he died when i was 11. so i didn't really have a much much time spend with my grandfather because I was a little kid at the time, but I was just really respecting him. I looked up to him and stuff, and he'd been dead for practically over 20 years, but he 
came into my my one of my dreams recently, and it was it was crazy because I never saw him young, but he walked into my crib and he was like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you, man! You doing your thing and stuff like that." I'm like, just just bugged out, because because when you talk about these type of things, people think you're crazy and this and that, but I believe in ghosts, man. I believe in spirits, bro. You know, I believe that our guardian angels are closer than we think, you know, and it's just all about people's perceptions and stuff like that and whatever you think, your thought process. But I think that, you know, everybody isn't resting in peace and everybody isn't in heaven, you know. It's just a lot of people are trying to take it all. You're trying to go another hour, bro. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. went to another deep conversation. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, bro. I'm just, I'm just like think like that, bro. But I just always had this, this way of just making sure that I, I change my thought process, man. Because I don't want to think the same. Because if you think the same, you go get the same. So I always wanted to be open minded and just make sure that I stay on the right track. I can't control anybody but myself. And just want to be able to pass the torch down to just anybody, man. Just whoever want to do something, because um, you gotta make the best out of your life, you know. Regardless of what's going on and this and that, I feel like everything that happened to me needed to happen to me in order for me to have more material and stuff like that. I never run out of material because I have experienced so much oh, at I- a young age you on the same thing. I feel you. Let me see. I'm going to read uh, a couple comments, too. Let me okay. see. I don't want to leave my guys out. I see Roly. Roly said, I had my first kid at 17. Mark Diggs said, damn right. When we were talking on that other earlier, I wanted to highlight that one, too. Roly, uh, you got the VP in the building. He said, how many other stars in Saginaw did what Chuck did? I'll wait. I got all night. <laughs> no doubt. Like <laughs> I said, like I said, it ain't. It ain't about the money. It's about just giving people hope. Real talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know mm-hmm. what? We can go farther back because uh, I, I love that comment. Uh, I love that comment. You know what I mean? Just, just in all, in general. Because it means a lot. Because back in the days, I go, uh, I don't, my age, back in the 90s, early 90s, mid-90s, our hope was to get to them levels. But our biggest... Mm-hmm. Vision, vision of being able to see it was a guy, if I don't say his name wrong, but Terry McDaniel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, he, he was uh, Tennessee out of Saginaw. He had his picture. They had his picture in Saginaw High Wars. When you walk through, you always see him. But he was like the only like professional we had a vision of. You feel me? And he ended up playing with the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think he was like the highest. He was the highest draft pick at that time. I think he was like number seven as a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was hope. Again, we hope. And, you know, I was part of that, like, 94 class. I think Woodley, them came in 98, 97, 98. Uh, okay. Rodgers and all them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 90, I, I, I had a little connection to that because 94, we was totally down bad in Saginaw High. It was totally down bad. We didn't have a JV squad. Uh, Coach Jenick had just quit. Well, he, he went to, I don't know what, I think he went to college. He went to coaching college, and it was Coach Direct first year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we always like, man, what the hell? You know, we ain't we ain't no coach direct like that. Nobody know coach direct like he is now. So yeah. my tenth what is my tenth grade year, I ended up playing for the high 
Patrick, Button. There's quite a few of us. And I think by the time we got to the 12th grade, I remember we played Flint Northern, Mateen Cleves and Robert and all of them. We played them. And that was in 94. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the fresh, they had started freshmen then. That was the class of 98. The high had went to having ninth graders. Mm-hmm. Was whooping everybody. <laughs> that was the class. We didn't know them cats like we didn't know that you know they would become who they was and that and that. But um, that was the beginning of the high. And I talked to Lamar Woodley one time about that. We was we was sitting in there, uh, I think, in the car. He's buying a car. And I think mm-hmm. we had uh, Butterfield or something. It was something. We talked about the whole history of how they became who they became. Coach the mm-hmm. Coach the Red, how he got it got it going. And then, yeah. then you start seeing the you start seeing the cats like Terry Jackson, Lamar Woodley, uh, uh, Charles Rogers, and you start seeing them coming up. And Coach Thomas, uh, the basketball team, it started when they brought the ninth graders to the high. We did mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like that at that time because it was it was like a symbol of now the Centrals, the Eddies, the Webbers, they are gonna be weakened. You know what I mean? And and of course we've seen the effect of that with with the schools <coughs> getting closed. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it was a it was a plus and a minus because I went to Art Eddie my seventh grade year, so I seen how that was because they closed the next year. So you right. see, so so Saginaw was was blessed. The ninth graders went to the high. You seen all the greats come out of it, like Woodley them. But again, mm-hmm. that's when you seen all the schools getting ready to close too. The middle school, yeah. The I mean, yeah. like, where the junior highs. You feel me? So it was a it was a blessing and a curse. Like you yeah. said, it was the, it was the hope part. When you see Marvin Ham, or you see, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, you had well, Chuck, you had Lamar, you had Anthony Roberson, you had Marquez Wetlow, uh, uh, my guy uh, Jeremiah McLaurin. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. You had a lot of cats giving hope to the young kids, so that meant a lot. So that comment, I I definitely respect. I mean, that's real, Rody, because it, it is about hope. Only thing I hate now is that kids now don't really. I don't know what is going on with it. You know, with the combination of the schools, it's called United now, and you see yeah. the records. The records are bad. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, what a hope at. Yeah, and and my and my thing is, man, I'm just really just trying to um, give back. But you gotta have resources. You gotta have connections. You definitely got to have the money to do those types of things. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What, you know, let me get let me get there and stuff like that to certain people who kind of feel like I was capping and all that stuff, man. I I just have to get get to the uh, money. Gotta get to the sources first. But I just want to be able to, you know, give basketball tournaments, you gotta have that give bread. away turkeys, and you know, it, it just gotta be realistic you know with your goals and with your aspirations and everybody isn't um dairy like that you know and it just also i wanted to talk about and share bro is that um you know we we built this country we made this country what it is today like we fought in every war war and we fought in every war that this country had and Mm-hmm. We get the the scraps, you know, and I feel like if we all just, you know, stop attacking each other, stop with this hate, sure, stop right. with this animosity and all that, we will be good. We will be straight. 
because strength mm-hmm. in numbers means everything, I believe, you know. But, yeah. but that's just, yeah. you know, it's gonna it's gonna take a minute, you know, because once you really stand for something, you know, you ain't gonna have um, a parade, you ain't gonna have a rally and stuff like that behind you or support like that. But if anything, I just wanna just um, let just let people be aware of how powerful we are as a people because there was so many black wall streets, man. And I think that people don't understand that or people scared to do it again because they gonna destroy it again because they destroyed them. They didn't go away. Uh, we just have to um, organize, you know, we just have to oh, yeah, build, yeah. we just have to regroup a little bit and figure out how to do it. You know what I'm saying? The real revolution shall not be televised, you know, and that, man is that revolution in your mind because once you change your mind that, you change everything and that's one thing we talking about because i remember when you a lot of times i used to hit we, i hit you up and you hit me up in the inbox and i remember i, I you did one on the hidden i think i had i think i, I forgot how it went well, i'll tell you about the hidden cities that they built other cities on top of our uh slaves our ancestors great yeah yeah like Lanier I mean, and all that yeah 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 you know what i mean so little stuff like that like we keep that's why we can talk on that level i respect what you do you know what i mean i i there's a lot to us and i got a lot of you know i i used to break down lit i break down the, the, how the street the culture i can do that but i usually don't do it on shows or, or nothing like that so i respect how you you do that you know what i mean and you don't do it from the you do it from your your point of view and that's why we mm-hmm. connected because sometimes you know i i used to do it from a street point of view as far as like I can tell you how how it was like when we we were talking before and we were talking about the spook hunters and you know people don't people don't understand when you talking about gangs and all of that now we adapted to them we became what they were first mm-hmm. so when you got gangs and you got the street culture that's because of what they was doing we took it from them and then we became stronger with it and they stopped mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yeah. when the spook hunters was out there they was using the police to help them the clan them was gangs they were suppressing our people we just can't yeah. have our own game suppressing our own people. You feel me? Because exactly. they ain't doing exactly what they were doing. So that's yeah. So it, we used to be on that level and we kick it on that tip. So I had to had to back up, bro. Cause we gonna have this. we gonna be three hours in this show, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. Because I need to hear this uh, stuff, man. They need to know that it's a it's a war. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 very spiritual. It's messed it's up, spiritual. but it's been a, you, you're right yeah You're right and i and i because my because my beliefs it's been a, it's been a battle since the ongoing since the beginning of time because like they say it came from one person in africa mm-hmm. i don't i don't think that in a way uh and and that's and that's you can look at blood or genes and you can look at homo sapiens or however it go but it's, it's two separate i think they've been battling since the beginning and even when they messed together and grew and all, all of these other people all over the world it's still been that battle of them two, them two that's originally. So, it, uh, but it, it go back to mindsets. Everybody had their own thoughts, but it's been a battle. And and I think before I was talking to somebody about it is, we thought because we was in slavery that that was the worst slavery. It was Chantel Chantel slavery was the worst effect of slavery. But mm-hmm. it was other slaveries too before this. Barbary slave trade. You can look at all these slave trades that led to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these are the battles. These are the battles, uh, the African and the European and however you want to say it. 
it's been slavery battles. We got the hard end of the stick and we fight not of so much of what history led to. All these things that led to that we don't even know about, that we didn't we didn't know about what happened and we fight not in and breaking curses because of stuff that happened so far ago. I, we don't even know how far ago, but it's, it's been a battle of power. You know what I mean? And if, if money means power, you're going to have a lot of devilish, trickish things done to get that power to be able to suppress people. So that's, 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 it's, it's, it's a, it's a, man, it's a lot of, it's a lot to it, bro. Like I said, that'd be a long show, bro. <laughs> we got to <laughs> Right, right, right on. But, but I, but I will say for, um, the, the ones who don't know that, you know, we was already here, you know what I'm saying? And America consists consist of North and South America, but America was and is bigger than Africa. It starts from the top of the map to the bottom of the map. You know, if you really like pay attention to it, it's connected. It's no separation. That's what the um the people who created the maps um want you to think, but it's all connected. And everybody come over here because yeah, we all know, one. You know what I'm saying? They know, yeah, we all one. But it just comes a time that why our race was reclassified so many times you know they was calling us indians 18 now 1492 and then they was calling us negro called us slaves they called us colored they called us afro-american they called us black they called us african-american and now now they that's, um, that's true you know they don't understand that so why everybody but, but you know what i got to I mean to cut you off. I I got into it with a cat. I don't get into it, but I I be going on other pages. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I be having my brand on there. I be like, man, I ain't gonna argue with anybody. But I had to tell a cat, and I went down and I broke it down to him about it. He thought I is a white guy. He cool dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it was a couple of black dudes too. They didn't understand it. They ooh, but they went and did the research of what I was talking about, and they 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 stopped bringing that yaya to me after that. But I had to tell him because he kind of he hit me in the inbox and showed me a map. Bro, mm -hmm. Go back to them times. They wasn't creating maps like that, bro. No. They didn't. They didn't break it down maps like that. They didn't. Africa as a term of a word wasn't even broke down like that. I told. No. I had to break it down to them that middle Middle Eastern was a war term. You know what I mean? When you say Middle Eastern people or in Middle East, that was a war term. I had to break yeah. it down to him. And he, uh, uh, what, now you stumbling over your words. You stop. Then stop. Go do your research again, bro. Before you mm -hmm. come at me, and they don't understand when I do a magazine, I do I do so much research on everything, stock, business, or history, everything. I might not talk about it or say it as much, but when I'm in a prepared in, in a debate, you always be the ready. So when the dude <laughs> hit me up with a map, you know what I mean. So when he hit me up with a map to try to explain, this was where he, I said, bro, that map it was created by somebody later on in time. But the people in them times didn't mm -hmm. even know where they was actually at. That's why they was traveling. That's why they was trying to see and land on. They didn't know about no map like that. Like the map, people think Africa is where it's at. Map, Africa was way bigger. These wars and religious wars mainly is what shaped these maps. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So, so when they break down how the map, this is how, no, that wasn't how it was in BC. <laughs> they didn't have these certain, they didn't have uh, Salt Lake City. <laughs> You know what I mean? They try to make it look like this is the map of today. No, it was not the map of today back then. No, of course not. And we just need to, you know, 
I would say that we would all, we all need to um, shout out there. You know, just get out of this indoctrination, man. That these public schools taught us, bro. Like these public schools. I mean, they ain't mean no harm. They were just teaching what was in the book, but oh, they meant harm, bro. <laughs> they meant harm. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> but, but it's just like when it comes. Well, but it's just. But it's that. just like I, I tell like my mom and stuff like that because my mom, she just be so shocked that I know all this stuff and I'm young, you know, I'm her son and stuff like that. And she was like, "How you know all this stuff?" And I'm like, "Because like." I, I find all this stuff out on social media. I changed my algorithm up so many times because usually I wanted to just know more about these type of things. So you got to manipulate your algorithm. Like whatever algorithm you got, you got to manipulate it to the point that you have it the way you like it. But um, I learned so much off social media than I ever did at school. And yeah, it's, it's I'm, I, I tell people social media, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also I, I got so many books. It's crazy. Um every but mostly I don't want to like cut every... you off. I'm gonna mean, cut you off, bro. I'm gonna say Mark Diggs. Mark Diggs said definitely man harms, no doubt. And and what were you talking about when he said that I understood what he was saying. Like if you're a teacher right now and you're teaching the course, you really don't mean no harm. But mm -hmm. so far back, they did. Yeah. <laughs> when you start they did. So when you, and it's kind of crazy because like when you become part of something, you become part of something and do what, what's done and in, in what's going on, but don't know mm -hmm. how it was built or what it was built on. Like I like the, I like stock market. I love the stock market. And I'm a, mm -hmm. I, I, I try to win on the stock market. I do this. But if you know the history of the stock market, you know where it originated from. Yeah, from us <laughs> being sold. Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. So you look at it and be like, oh, it don't mean no harm right now because I'm making money on the stock market. But you know the history of you kind of like, yeah, they meant harm in the back. They definitely meant harm. Even though right now we're trying to use it to make money to be able to prosper and do this, you got you to gotta remember what it was originally uh, they was originally doing. And same with mm -hmm. the school system. They was originally teaching that knowledge to make you not feel like you got knowledge. And when you take these tests, a lot, a lot of people was failing or or whatever, whatever, or getting held back. And, you know, you you had to. It's hard to say, but like I say, most of us not in a, uh, assimilated to ways almost or American mm -hmm. ways. You feel me? Yeah. So when we yeah. doing like we grow up in the streets or we doing things in the streets and we doing this and we doing that, bro. Go back to eighteen hundreds when the, the the New York the, the, the who who was the streets. You go back mm -hmm. to the Boston Tea Party. I still tell them the Boston Tea Parties was the definition of the streets. They didn't like getting taxed on their tea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they wanted their something tea. Something so hey, small. Don't tax me. This is oh. <laughs> something so small and petty ended up like that. So <laughs> ended up in bloodshed. They was fighting bro. for their freedom. Yeah, that was the definition of the streets. They didn't like the government. They didn't like the British government doing what they doing to them. They wanted to do their own thing. Leave us alone. So that was that was the definition of the streets, and how we now get to the point where, hey, we. Just, so when you a lot of people say, "Oh, why he break the laws like that?" Because well, really, they didn't feel like that law uh, uh, felt that it applied to. Because if we was in natural lands and habitats, 
I mean, hey, bro, we <laughs> going too deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, bro. No, but but my thing is, is that, but my thing is that um, it just got it got bad with in- integration because when we were segregated, bro, you know, we was property owners. You know, we had land, we 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 had trades. You know, we was able to do things and stuff like that, and we was together. Yeah. We helped each other. You know, because we had nobody but each other, but it just a lot of these kids nowadays they think everything is a birthright. Like that, we have to fight for this. We had people that died, you know, for mm. us to be able to um, eat, eat at Applebee's at a um and be able to sit at anywhere in a bus or sit anywhere on a plane, train, all that stuff. So that's why I do like my segments on civil rights leaders because I just and anybody because I feel like it's important it's yeah and I just feel like it's important to keep their legacy alive man because if something happened to me I would want somebody to tell what happened to me so but you know the you know the crazy thing. thing about it you know the crazy thing about it it ain't that far it wasn't that far away no hell no nah. that's like 55 56 years ago you know, oh, I talked to a cat. At, I talked to a cat at work, and we got to talking about something. He about because you know I'm in Arkansas, so it was real bad down there. And he was, mm-hmm. he he was talking about how when he when him and his sister went to the restaurant, they they all was spitting on him. And and uh, really, and the crazy thing about it though, this is what used to piss me off mentally, right? Is how mm-hmm. like the average cat or the average person that thought they was in the suppression game thought they was the ones that was bad or tough. No, it wasn't the fact that you could spit on one of our ancestors. It was the fact that they knew if they whooped your butt, the police was coming. And it wasn't finna come for you doing the stupid stuff. They was gonna come because of my guy's uh, uh, skin. So you could be spit on, react, and beat and whoop on a cat, and they gonna come get you for getting spit on. So they felt like I got the power because, no, you had the power because of the government, because of the police, because all the things that could could jump in for you to be able to do that what you doing so it's crazy but it's a lot of people recognize that you can go on tiktok or you can go on this and a lot of people are ashamed of the past or they past or not you know i say white people or so that they're ashamed of the things that was done so mm-hmm. like i say they realize it ain't it ain't been that far you can talk to somebody that's 50 60 70 years old and they can tell you probably vividly you know what i mean like i went through it so it wasn't that far away of course not and and then just um when you sit back and realize you know the new um racism is social media it's like when you look at these um shade rooms the neighborhood talk or hollywood unlock you say shade room yeah when you see the shade room and they upload a, a black celebrity and you see uh, your own people commenting, talking about, oh, they need to be canceled, or, oh, I don't care about that, and this and that. You, you just see the the comments, and it, it reminds you of a lynching being taken place, because lynchings were horrible. Lynchings brought out thousands and thousands of people so they can watch a black man die. And these things were just 
barbaric, you know, how they would cut off people's ears, cut off people's fingers, your toes. You know who Dude, you know who run the shade room? You know who runs shade Black room? People, right? I don't know their names, but I know it's on Black Dome. I know it's, it's Black Dome. Yeah. It's some fem- it's, it's ladies, uh, Nigerian ladies. Yeah, that makes sense because when it comes to uh, when it comes to us, we don't, we have nobody standing up for us. You know, anybody and everybody can disrespect us, but we don't stand up for each other. We don't stick by each other. You know, and we defer. We will help you destroy another black person. That's how messed up we are. But I'm not saying us as a collective, or I'm just saying like it just be like that on a daily basis because um everybody else is protected like we we know the criminals you know we know their counterparts and stuff like that they won't throw their own under the bus they protect them you know and but us man we have fun you know what i'm saying it's a lynching you know uh, public lynching so but my thing is like I wasn't always this determined. I wasn't always this professional. Shit, I wasn't always Dollar Wheel. You know, I did a lot of foul, fucked up shit as William Brown. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm not that person anymore. But it's like your past will get you locked up or your past will um, get you vilified. But my thing is, like, we all have a past, but not all of us have a future. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my future is greater than my past but i'm not no actor i'm not no agent like most people is around this world want to be agent <laughs> silly but, <laughs> but shout I'm out to daryl lawson too bro <laughs> yeah yeah shout out to him <laughs> but my thing is i'm just trying to make a difference man and just trying to um you know build a brand uh build a legacy and just teach you know i don't need no um diploma or no, no damn degree to be educated i so educated myself but i just want to be able to just motivate and inspire somebody else who can come after me and finish what i left off and start their own thing and be able to just impact the world bro because we ain't got a lot of thinkers. We ain't got a lot of people who think for themselves. It's a lot of people who want to follow the crowd. And even adults, man, even people in their 30s or 40s are followers, bro. So I never been a follower. I always been a leader. Mm-hmm. I always thought for myself. I always stood up for myself. And when it was necessary, defend myself. But if yeah. anything, I'm a real person. I have bills <laughs> like everybody else yeah. go through injustices but i still smile i still can able be able to joke i could i'm goofy i'm silly i'm not this person that people um see on a book like i'm way more dimensional than what people think um i'm a geek i'm a nerd i i watch comic books um movies and I read comic books and watch wrestling. You know, I'm just a regular person. But it just yeah. people will perceive you as this whatever, you know. But 
I, I hate being called nigga. I hate being called a nigga because I'm not a nigga. I don't get along with niggas. Niggas like, man, what the, what the hell he think he is? He think he better than us? I got picked on for reading the book all the time on the bus. So like, oh, you think you white and this and that? And, oh, you think you a white boy? And I'm like, oh, because I use proper English, I'm a white boy? Like, what the fuck is y'all talking about? Like, maybe because I like to pronounce my words correctly. But other than that, man, yeah. I'm just that, you know that man, that whole thing, which you was just speaking, I'm gonna jump in on that because you know it's kind of crazy, y'all. Uh, I don't know, you been in the South much? Have you ever been in the South? Yeah, yeah, I lived in um St. Louis. I, I would say St. Louis the South because they act like the South, but um, but continue. Yeah, and it's, it's like mid, it's like Midwest, but it's 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 it's, it's in, yeah in that level. But if you go deep south, mm -hmm. like, like, it's, it's kind of weird. Like when I first moved here, right? Let me tell you a story about it. It was crazy. I was working. <laughs> I, was at Walmart. Mm -hmm. I was at Walmart. I went on, I went on break. I was sitting there because that was one of the only jobs gave me a job when I got down there. So I went yeah. there and I'm sitting there and I'm smoking my black and mild. Mm -hmm. Around me left. I'm just sitting there smoking my black, black and mild. And the white man come to me and he stood there. He's like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, what's up? You doing all right? Yeah. He said, man, these motherfucking Yankees. I'm sitting there, and he railing off. He's railing off, and I'm thinking about who he talking about. He keeps saying them Yankees, them Yankees, and Yankees this, Yankees that. And he talking about, and I'm sitting there like, I ain't thinking about, I am, on my mind, I'm like, I ain't going to go ahead and tell him I'm from Michigan. Well, I came here from right. Michigan. Because that's who he's he railing against. So, mm-hmm. To understand them, them dynamics is what I'm saying is how they feel. Like, they feel a certain way about their proper language in the South. They it, Like, I could be talking down here, and white guy be like, you ain't from here, huh? You know what I mean? Or a black guy. Say, you ain't from here, huh? I'll be like, yeah, I've been in Michigan. Oh, okay, now all the perception change of you. It don't matter, white or black. You know what I mean? That's why I say it's a mentality sometimes. It'd be like, you talk proper English. Well, they want, they, they want the South, they want to talk more slur. You know what I mean? White and black. And when they when they when they see you talking straight proper or, or not proper, but you know pronouncing your words more, you're you Yankee, or you that's funny. Black or white, that's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's 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 so many crazy ways that the whole world or everything is so divided. Like you ask cat, they say, "Hey, how can we bring all this together?" And be like, "It's so divided. How can you?" Because it's divided so many different ways from black city, state, you know what I'm saying, teens, uh, white, black mentality, you know what I mean, so many. Yeah. Uh, Mark did say, my, gra my grandma used to call them Yankees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they still do, bro. <laughs> they still do. <laughs> they still do. And it's wild when I first heard it, because I'm, you know, I'm just got here from I'm Michigan, I'm looking at him. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay, I'm like, but they look at it, the way you talk is kind of how they feel you came from, or what, 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 what you kind of think or represent. So, it, it, it go on what you were saying about that because it's like people pay attention so much to how you talk and what you say, and they try to they try to picture, or they mm -hmm. try to look and 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 try to visualize, or they might try to guess where you're from, or guess who your family is. I had a guy, uh, I still don't know who the man was. He looked at me in the stove. I ain't seen him since. One time in my life seen him. He was like, 
your grandma is so and so. I look. I said, how you know that? I don't know how you got that talent. But... <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I get that too. I get that, that too with my granddad. Yeah, but if you but if you recognize it, see, I did. I, I same way you do. Do I do so much history? And a lot mm-hmm. of times, especially with black folk, is that that's how they would find out who they was kin to after the slavery or, or from escaping or you know, be able to connect with a family that's been uh, separated from so long ago. They would be able to try to look at you or your cheekbones and try to see if you, you know, they try to, they're good reading, reading you. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. to try to piece together where you might have came from. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, Mark D. say my grandma, this is grandma from Mississippi. Yeah, no doubt. Oh yeah, to Daryl Daryl Austin too. He said, Daryl Austin too. He said, shout out to William Brown, man. Your show is very impactful. Oh man, thank you, bro, man. I appreciate you, man. We got to come back and do you on part two, man. Like, man, bro. Like, it's just crazy because like, I always hated my name because I used to be called Will Will and shit on the block and shit. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you used to call what? Will Will. I hated that shit, but it, but it was cool. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool, though. You know, that was, you know, I was just, like, in my younger days, man, um, growing up on Harris and Weber, um, it was cool. It was, like, it was actually, like, a close-knit co- neighborhood like as far as um, everybody knew each other we all stuck together and stuff like that we only had like one shooting that cost the life of my friend's mother and stuff like that but it was so cool bro like just going back um to, to to that um i found out recently that i was named well i have the same name as the lynching victim of Omaha, Nebraska, back in 1919. Mm. I have the same exact name. And yeah. that really, like, scared me. You know, I ain't gonna say scared me, but it was more like, like, dang. And it just, <laughs> it was just like one of those, like, okay, I don't hate it no more. You know, I gotta represent for him. Because um, he, he he went down so bad, and his actually his um his 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 dead body is all over civil rights museums right now, where like a group of mm-hmm. white men took a picture while his dead corpse was on the on the ground and stuff like that because they lynched him and yeah. they, they shot him up a hundred times and then they burned his body, so that mm-hmm. let me know like I gotta take our name. And and just amplify it, like just go crazy nowadays. Cause I gotta make yeah. sure that he's remembered it. Cause one thing about me is that I always just try to make sure that I um do what I do big and stuff. And I always make sure that I get things done. Cause I ain't no talker. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. So this so, year is really uh, uh, this. Year. Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I- Oh, no, I was going to ask you, you know what I mean? Being a proponent, you know, the same way as me, as far as history, do you, do you do you think or do you have a feeling 
of how it affects you of knowing so much of you know the especially the bad history do you feel like it kind of like you know gets in you sometimes and be like ah oh <laughs> i think because i know history is it, it's it's kind of like stop starting friendships for me because i don't like coonery you know i don't like that that bullshit you know what i'm saying if anything um because I know not to get too close to people because behind every great leader, it was a black person that took them down. It was a, a informant or but, it was. But I'm, but I, yeah, but I know what I'm saying, what I'm saying, like, you just broke down about your name. You know, sometimes when you read about the, read about the things that happen, do it sometimes every time you kind of read a little more, a little more, you learn a little more or learn about the history or, how people have done, do it sometimes it affect you and make you kind of feel like you got to protect your mental health sometimes or just protect yourself because it's getting you kind of like, you know, kind of like, man, what the hell? Or you just kind of like, why did they do this? Or uh, uh, uh. Do you oh, feel like oh, you, know okay. you got to protect yeah. your mental health a little more? Um, like when it comes down to the history stuff, um, yes. It's a lot to absorb. It's a lot to take in because, you know, these was regular people. You know, these wasn't, well, everybody did march with Dr. King and this and that, but they played an important part because of what happened to them. So, yes, it really does affect me because anybody with a heart or anybody with empathy or compassion will be saddened. And a lot of times when I did those episodes, I couldn't really read correctly because of what happened and knowing um, what was their outcomes. It was tough, but yeah, um, I take mm -hmm. I take like at least a couple of days to myself to recharge because it it, it it hits like a truck, you know, it hits you like a ton of bricks sometimes. But but I have a job uh -huh. to do, so I gotta put my personal feelings aside and do a job, you know, this is my job. This is my grind, bro. And, and I feel as if, um, somebody got to do it, you know, but, but yeah, it takes a lot of my, my mental. That's, that's why I want to make sure that I take a couple of days off and then get back to it. Mm -hmm. No doubt. No doubt. I definitely, I respect that. My brother, we going to, we gonna go get on up off of here, man. We can talk. We can go. I, I, like I say, a creative just like me, and we we love to create. We can talk about so many things: history, business, uh, music, uh, you name it. I feel like Will can talk it same way I can. So we about to hit two hours, and I think if we we could have kept going, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely appreciate you. <laughs> oh yeah, you know I mean? man. There's so many things we we can touch on. Yeah. Yeah, man, please, man, bring me back, man. You know, I like I said, I could do this for hours, man, but I, I know that you got a time time schedule, but it's all good, man. I enjoy myself. It was a we passed pleasure. the time schedule. We've been just chilling. <laughs> yeah, it was cool, man. You know, like I said, I'm 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 born to do this, man. This is this is me, bro. I just love talking. I just love to allow people to see me in a different light besides my show, you know, just to be able to collaborate with other black people, man, and, and all of us all on the same page, you know, helping each other and encouraging one another. And we need more of that. So 
it's good to just yeah. start off with two black men that we ain't cussing, we ain't arguing, we ain't fighting, we ain't <laughs> making no death threats and nothing like that. We we respect each other. So I will yeah. always yeah. have love and respect for you, man. But but yeah, man, like let me know oh, yeah. whenever I come back. No doubt, no doubt. And on that tip, I do I respect what you do, my brother. Uh, in the same way, I think we do get a bad rep on that because you, if you it depend on what media you listen to, but if you listen to some other media, then yeah, you're gonna get that. But if you listen to 1804 and you listen to Thor, then you probably ain't gonna feel the same way that you're feeling because you're listening to this other media that doesn't describe black people in a certain mm-hmm. way. Because I know plenty of black people, I know how the streets go, I know a lot of the devs, and they they painted as black on black, and I know how it go. They usually over some street stuff or some girl. I know how it go, but they gonna paint their skin versus skin. And it's a lot of times mm-hmm. I might be in a place and you just see and you can look at somebody uh, uh, and you go in there and you be like, what's up? They be like, what's up? Okay, you know what I mean? And then it's sometimes you can look at another black person and you say, what's up? And if he with his girl, he might look at you like, damn dog. But <laughs> it probably ain't cause we both black. They gonna paint it like we both mad at each other cause we both black, nah. It don't it don't really work like that, but that's how they paint it. So they try to get more people to be black on black to be mad at each other. When I know for a fact, a lot of times you can see a person and be like, "What's up?" And he might not like what color you got on. He might not like your girl. He don't like that you talk to his girl. It's always something that was in there. So I just yeah. wanted to say that on that because a lot of people, a lot of people just be like black people, black men hate each other. Especially that's a lot of black men love each other, got love for each other. But sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of black men do let things like money, women, greed, or or blocks and turf get in there and yeah, it, it might be it might spark something. Right. So Yeah, it is what it is. But we ain't we gonna go and get off of that because like I say, me and Will, we'll keep going. I already know it. <laughs> we ain't different topic <laughs> after different topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, man. We might have to get you on here, probably do something for Thor. We do something for 1804 show, however it go. Like you do something on, on a podcast or whatever. We we might connect on something. You know what I mean? My brother, just keep doing what you're doing. You know we support you on what you got going on. Uh anybody that's watching right now, watching later, watching um uh, whenever it come on, you can go at any time. You can turn your channel on right on the Facebook. <laughs> go at <laughs> right, any time right. and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> However you watching, however you watching, we appreciate you. Go check out the 1804 show. Uh, go check out Will, Dollar Will, Exodus, Volume 3. You know what I'm saying? And I got to say the 1804 show, Part 2, uh, Chapter well, chapter 2. So go and just see what he got going on. Peep him out. You know what I mean? And uh, stay stay connected because we, we beginning of this year, but he got things he got going on. He just rolling. So, you know. Keep on checking him out, man. That's all I can say.